0: All right, I've got Sophie with me. Sophie, can you tell me what was your very own first pet? And what was its name? Um, I had a dog in Haiti named Sadie, and at first she wasn't mine because she was a guard dog, but then I asked my dad if I could have her, and he said yes. Oh, wow. So did you have to take care of everything for Sadie? Did you take her outside? What did you do? Well, um, we lived on a campus, so it was uh, six acres, so she just ran around, but uh, I fed her. Oh, nice. Well, thank you so much for answering my question. One, two.
1: Let's sit down and talk about your story. I'll show you that you're far from boring. Life's a whole lot better when you share with someone that cares. This is Happy Talks.
0: Hey, you guys. Welcome to Happy Talks. This is Aaron.
1: I'm Emmanuel
0: and i met emmanuel a while a while ago but this year um you are a friend of cole's who's been going to our church you work with him right and uh i think i've really met you through foundry groups whenever you started coming to my foundry group right yes ma'am cool because i don't think you you, have you been to foundry before i've only been once okay cool all right yeah because i was pretty sure it was through the groups not through the church that i met you but yeah you're, he's super awesome fun random fact which he'll probably talk about anyways but he's an actor which is super cool um but anyways i'll let you share and talk about you so
1: uh starting with the acting um i knew ever since i was four that um i wanted to be an actor based on as a kid i had my mom's little government phone or whatever and i would just use the camera and like it didn't have any videos or anything, <laughs> so I just set it up and I started doing like random skits. Don't I didn't even know what I was doing, so like, it was <laughs> it was uh um, it was interesting. Cause after that, I was just like, wow, this is something I think I can get used to. <laughs> so what I did, I had a Walmart camera and you can find it, it's probably like six ninety nine now. It was like a yellow camera and you can just <laughs> you can click on the record button and everything and. So then that's when me, my brother, and my sister came up with like stop motion plays, and sometimes we did skits. And the first one that we ever did was Jake from State Farm. Wow. But instead of car insurance, it was more like I was the pants guy. So, like, I would be like, Are your pants ripping at home? Well, buy these. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, it was so bad because I'll pause it and then, like, I'll play it, and then I'm like standing right there and I have just pants, like, Here you go. <laughs> They're just like, wow, thank you, Mayo. These pants are so comfy.
0: Oh, my gosh. So
1: I always, always found out that I was a, a really funny guy. So I put that in perspective. And I remember when I was in fourth grade, my mom, she was like, hey, man, y'all got a prize for you." And I was like, surprise. Hmm, I wonder it could be. It could probably be my favorite candy. You never know. So she said, well, me and Jar, we were going in the car and we were like listening to the radio and they said something about Disney auditions. And I was like, Disney auditions? Like, am I going (laughs) to Disney? Like I got really excited. And so after she explained everything to me and uh, it was held at the Marriott in downtown Jackson (laughs) and it was me and my brother. And it like started like 10 o'clock in the morning and we went in and I met Cameron Boyce okay he so he was actually the first face I met he was we were walking down the hallway or whatever I'm nervous because I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna say I don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> and so like he walks past me he just looks at me I didn't know who he was he was just a random kid just looks at me and he was just like hey you're gonna do great and then he just like skateboards through the hallway past me Aww. and I was just like okay and so then I had motivation <laughs> I was like okay All right, I think I can do this. So the first thing was commercials, and they wanted me to do a cereal commercial called Munchy Match or something. Okay. It was like some weird uh, (laughs) cereal commercial or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, you just say it or whatever, but you got to, like, read it over and over and over until you get in your head. And then he's just like, all right, now come on stage and say it. I'm like, oh, boy. (laughs) Mm. That's a lot of people. And so I did it, and so he saw I had potential. So he said, hey, um, do you mind doing it again, but do you mind being a little more confident in yourself or making it funny? I said, okay, well, I'll totally do that. So I was like, Munchie Match. God, this cereal's is so good, but I feel like it could be better with some milk. Buy your Munchie Match. Come to a store near you. <laughs> so... That was awesome. And then my brother, he did it. And then he did like, um, I think it was a Coke commercial or something. <laughs> and so um, we were at church in um, uh, Laurel. We were at a church in Laurel. And I don't really remember the church name, but we were worshiping and whatever. And it's also the same day um, the Lord moved through me and I played drums. How, how old were you? I was actually 10 years old when that happened.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. So um, going to that story, um, I was sitting and I just heard like a drum beat in my head. And I'm like, what is that? And like I was close to God, but I didn't know him all the way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, because not a lot of people know about God during that age reference or time. And so I was like, what does this mean? So I told my mom, and she was just like, I think the Lord wants you to play the drum I'm like, but I don't know how to play the drum. <laughs> and she said, well, if you obey him, you'll just see what happens, so all like, that, okay. So while everybody's worshiping or whatever, and I just get up there, they're just like, what is this kid doing? And automatically I just start playing the drums and everything, and they're like, hey, Like they just turn off all their music and they listen. And then that's when they like made a song with the drum. And I like uh. felt so special, I was like, what is happening? (laughs) And like, so then I like started playing the drum and ever since then I was the drummer at that church. Wow. So now I play the drums now and stuff. But I haven't really like played the uh, drums recently, but I have a drum at home and I usually practice on that as well. Okay. So that's cool.
0: Wow, that's really neat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, um. Another thing, going back to the acting story, Mm -hmm. so um, while that happened, uh, they called and they said, hey, you made it. Do you mind coming in tomorrow to do the stage, the stage play? I was like, of course, like, yeah, Disney. Yeah, let's do this. So um, I head back there. But the sadness was only one of us made it. I made it my brother didn't because the thing is when uh they were doing his they they saw that he was scared and he oh. wasn't really confident in himself yeah it looked like something that he really didn't want to do right so they were just like hey he didn't make it but you did do you mind coming and like i, I felt bad for my brother because i was just like what if that's something that my brother wanted but later on in the future it actually wasn't the thing that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like uh, that was an open door that God had for me to pass twice. Yeah. And so, I, um then the second time we go there, it was just me and my sister, because my brother, he was sad, you know, he didn't yeah. want to go there anymore. So it was me and my sister, and we did a um, monologue, of Austin and Ally from, Disney Channel. Okay. So I was Austin and she was Ally. And so we both had a piece of paper and we read our lines and everything. <laughs> and then that time there was more people, there was like less people so I could actually like move around and act it out or whatever. <laughs> and so me and my sister uh, did, the, did the thing or whatever <laughs> and after that, we went to the stage again, and this time it was you doing it for the coach who was over the entire thing. And so instead of my sister up there, it was him. So it was more awkward that there's a bald old man in front of me being an alley. <laughs> and so I was like, oh boy, just, just just, don't look at him. But I had to look at him based on it. I had to make eye contact when I'm doing my lines. So oh, it like really sealed the deal. So. I'm up there doing the thing, and so he's acting like a girl. He's like, Austin, you know that the song was wrong, and you stole my song. And I'm just like <laughs> trying my best not to laugh, and just had to keep going with the thing. And so then in that episode, Allie gets upset that Austin stole her music or whatever, and so he's like spitting in my face, and so everybody's just laughing because I just stood there quiet for like two seconds, and then wiped my face off and then sent my line. <laughs> so. Uh, At the very end, he was um, congratulating people who made the second trial and people who didn't make the second trial. So I was like, okay, I am so nervous. What if I didn't make it because I wiped spit off my face? (laughs) It probably would have been best to keep it there. So then (laughs) we uh, get in line, and then, like, the person in front of me is like, I'm sorry you didn't make it, but it was fun having you. I'm like, please don't say those words to me. (laughs) I tried so hard. So then he looks at me, and then, like, I'm just like, my whole heart's beating and everything. I'm like, in the moment, I'm just like, please say yes, please say yes. And so, then he's just like, Emmanuel Benson, congratulations G. I you. I mean, I was screaming, my dad figured it <laughs> out. It was like the best moment of my life. Like, it's technically like uh, what shaped my acting career. Cause then I knew for like 10,000% sure that I really had it in me, that I made it. And so, going into the later future uh, they wanted some money up front that I didn't have Mm. and so that was the fourth step where you get on the actual stage where there's acting agents and producers in Florida and they said you walk the red carpet and you uh so it was like twenty five hundred dollars up front. Oh, and so that played for your plane ticket, your hotel, and then the ticket entry for the thing. <laughs> so we didn't have the money, but they did say, Hey, um not a lot of people had the money right now. We can work with y'all or whatever and um if y'all have the money by you know August of blah blah blah, um then you'll be able to do it. But they said if not, then you can totally try again. They said they come down like every year. Okay. So, later on, 10 years going over, uh, it happened again. But this time, it wasn't called Disney Auditions. It was called MTV Auditions. Hmm. So, I'm like, okay, I think this is the same thing. So, it it was, but it was way different based on your older. So, yeah. you have longer lines. So, it's kind of mm-hmm. like you're reading a whole paragraph yeah. and you have to remember it. So, I'm like, okay. You did it once, (laughs) you can do it again. So then it was held at um, the Hilton in downtown Jackson. And so this time, there are actual actors there, like Tanya Schofield or something. Uh, She's from Big Time Rush. She played as the girl that um, got the group together. And Adrian Armonte, who played as Esteban from Sweet Life on Deck, he was actually my acting coach when I did the program. (gasps) So what happened was... um, you were in a room with Tanya Chisholm and she would tell you to come up and do your thing. And then she won't say if you made it or not. That's the scary <laughs> part. She won't say if you made it or not. You have to get a call later on that day if you made it or not. So everybody's in the room. And like I thought it was a weird coincidence. There's like a thousand people and the first name she calls is Emmanuel Benson. And I'm like,
0: Why why me first? Like, I don't
1: even know how I can do this. <laughs> So then that's when she said, oh my bad, it's actually Chris something. And I was, I was like, mm, that's weird. She said my name first out of a thousand people, but it was actually Chris. Mm. <laughs> so then I knew that like the Lord had me cause I was just like, that, that, was, a, that was a call that like I was gonna make it. Yeah. So I wait for everybody to go and everybody's in lines. And then I think I was like, because everybody had a number. I was like 728 or something. Okay. Like so it was a long time. I was there from like 6 a.m. to like 6 o'clock p.m. that, that night. Wow. So.
0: Got a lot more time to look over your life. Oh, definitely. Though, right? de- yeah. Oh,
1: definitely. <laughs> I wanted to make sure it like bled through my mind to keep, like stay there so I could like improvise and make it even better because like no one just wants to stand there and just say their lines. Like right. you really have to like. You need
0: to make it your own. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like you really have to like move and like show them that you're like trying to sell this product yeah (laughs) so um the commercial was gap jeans okay and so different people had different ones like they would just uh give you a piece of paper at the beginning and you just choose one and whatever that was the commercial you had to do so (laughs) i did mine, and so the bad thing was i didn't stutter i said it and it didn't sound right. So I looked up to the sky and I was just, like for two seconds, because you don't want to show them that you're like scared. (laughs) So then she looked at me and I looked up for two seconds and I said, do you mind if I do that again?" She's like, sure. So she's, she saw that I had confidence of, can I do that again? Hmm. And so then I actually did it, and like she actually joined in, so I was like, oh, we're actually bonding. Like, okay, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so after that, she was like, okay, well, thank you. We'll give you a call, and da-da-da, this, 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 if you made it, da 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 And so I was going to work at 10 o'clock that morning, and Uh, I was opening and I was stressed out because I'm just like, this is on my mind. I really don't care about work. Like, I wanna know if I made it or not. So I'm ringing up a person and I get a phone call. I'm like, hey, um, I, I called my manager I said, hey, do you mind taking the register for like five minutes? I just gotta go to the bathroom real quick. So she was like, yeah, yeah, I got you. So I go to the bathroom and they're like, hi, is this Emmanuel Benson? And I'm like, yes. And then that's when they're just like, congratulations, you made it. I literally threw my phone at a stall and I like, <laughs> I like, tapped the mute button and I was, like, screaming. I was like, yes, let's go. And then I was like, Thank you. I'm I'm so glad to hear that. And he was like, "Yeah, um when's the next time you'll be able to uh do part 2?" How you doing? Hey. hey look. Um so he was like, "When's the time you'll be able to do part 2?" And I'm like, "Uh anytime that uh works for you." He was like, "Okay, uh do you mind coming to California in July to do a live stage performance?" And I was like,
0: "Hmm."
1: Whatever I say determines my fate. So I'm like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, okay, sweet. We'll see you in California on July 4th. And I was like, sweet, 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 So then that's when I, like, hang up the phone. I'm just, like, sweating. I'm, like, shaking. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did it again. This is twice. I was like, this is really a calling in my life. So then I go back, and then I tell her. And then moving on to July uh, there was a lot of bad stuff that happened.
0: Oh, no. Way. So
1: what happened was I was going to the airport and i never, i have never written a plane at all or ever like gone to an airport. So turns out you had to be there two hours earlier to get on the plane. Hmm. And I did not know that. I had oh, no yeah. idea. All I know, I had my ticket and it said, you know, the flight's taken off at seven o'clock in the morning. Ooh. Turns out I had to be there around like four. Ooh. No. So uh the plane delayed and we had to wait three hours. Mm-hmm. And so the difference between Mississippi and California time is it's two hours ahead. Okay. So while it's seven, it's like eleven there. Yeah. So I'm like, oh boy, because there's like a certain town limit you gotta be on the stage. Mm-hmm. So we're flying there, and it was like a six-hour flight, and I was doing I was doing my best to try to make it, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it. So, good news is the lady. I told her I was emailing her back and forth. I was like, "Hey, plane tickets delayed. Hey, this happened. Da da da." And she was like, "Okay, well, um, it's over because it was like nighttime by time we right. So yeah. it was like ten o'clock at night." So I was like, I
0: gosh,
1: gosh, dude! Like I was like upset because I was just like, what if like that was my only chance to actually prove myself? Mm-hmm. So she said, oh, No, 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 it's fine. She said, um, Do you mind coming to the ballroom at ten o'clock in the morning? I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then another bad thing happened. <laughs> Um, so I already bought my hotel room Mm -hmm. there and it was like, uh, it was called like Hollywood Hotel. I can't really remember the name. Mm -hmm. It had a weird name, like L Slump or something like that. And so I already paid for my hotel room. And what happened was before I got there, the room was taken based on it It took too long because there was Mm -hmm. a reservation on it. So by the time I got there, they said, hey, this uh hotel's booked. And I was just like, but I got my room, I can show you. <laughs> and he's just like, well, that really doesn't mean a thing to me based on I've already suppled it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was like, God dang it, where am I gonna sleep? So then me and my dad, we we're just like sitting in the lobby, just trying to figure out like where we're gonna sleep until 10 o'clock in the morning. And so well, turns out one of my dad's classmates were in California at the time. And he asked, "Hey, um, do you know any other hotels nearby that we won't be too far away? Because we used Uber. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't use Uber; I used Lyft because yeah. Uber they wanted to charge you like ninety dollars to drive wow. five miles. I'm like, good guy, yeah. y'all are money hungry over here. <laughs> so, like, Lyft was like twenty dollars for a five mile drive. Okay. And so I was like, yeah, we're definitely going Lyft. So, uh, he, um, she, um knew her brother and the brother was the manager of the Chinatown hotel Hmm. so she said hey there's a guy and his son and they're just trying to find somewhere to sleep at night if you can give them a good deal on the hotel blah 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 he was like yeah yeah whenever I see him I I got you so then we go there and we're trying to tell him that it's us that she's talking about (laughs) he's just like no, I think she's talking about somebody else, and I'm like, Bro, what is up with this freaking trip? I've already <laughs> missed my delay, I missed stage time, and now I can't get a hotel. So, I'm like, so then, like, immediately I just went into prayer because I felt like I was being attacked. Because, like, three things at the same time, like, no, no, uh, <laughs> no. So, then I just immediately start praying, and then Somebody else came down and they was just like, oh yeah, are, is, is, are y'all the two that ladies talking about? I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, we were trying to tell you what you were listening. So then that's when he gave us the uh, hotel and we slept and there's really no food in Chinatown based on everything was closed. And so I'm like, dang, what are we gonna eat? So then we're going down to the like lobby and like all they had was noodles. Oh. And the bad thing is there was no forks. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: So, um, I, like, technically, like, slurp the noodles and <laughs> kind of like a soup based on there was no fork. Wow. But uh, in the end, we got some good rest. And I woke up that early in the morning, like, 7 before I had to go there and restudy my lines to make sure I still had them in mind and everything. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, like, lines they chose. It was lines that you had to choose, like, online. They told you to do, like, an online. A monologue. It can be comedy or dramatic, and the comedy and dramatic one was I was like, hmm, do I want to be funny or do I want to be really serious? <laughs> and so I chose the comedy one, and it was about a Breakfast Club. So I was like, okay, because like I wanted something that represented me that like really pointed out to them that this is my character. Yeah. So once we do that, we go to the breakfast room and we had yogurt waffles and stuff like that and i just wanted to make sure i was full you know to make sure that i didn't have to like use the bathroom while i was on stage or anything so we go back there and i go to the ballroom at 10 and then she was like hey you're on in two minutes and i'm like god what is all with time in this world like y'all don't give me no time at all (laughs) so i go in there and there's like 4,000 teenagers and they're just all like reading their lines. It's like really loud. And I'm like, okay, now <laughs> I'm nervous because I don't know where to sit. And like, the, I mean, there's a lot of empty chairs. I'm trying to sit by myself so I can study my lines. Yeah. And so like, I just like sit down and I just looking at everybody and I'll just re- I'll start doing what they're doing, just reading my lines. And then everybody just goes quiet. And I'm like, okay, now what? So then I see Adrian Armonte on stage and he tells us what to do. He says, we're going to give y'all a number from blah, 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 to da And he's like, y'all going to line up on this wall and you're going to go on stage and you're going to say a line. And he told us how to do it to like, make sure we pass for Mm -hmm. sure. He said, make sure that you have your eye on a target and which is the judges so he wanted to make sure you had eye contact and make sure you're very loud based mm-hmm. on we don't have mics so you have to like escalate your voice so before then we did a couple of exercises with the dude from uh, Taken 3 not, okay. not Liam Neeson it was somebody else and so he, he was scary yeah. <laughs> he was like a military dude he was like alright say your name and be as loud as possible <laughs> so then everybody just like yelling and then he's he was like really selling the deal on like being this like drill sergeant. This girl was like, "Hi, I'm Lily Sanchez, and I'm 14, and I'll be doing this one." He was like, "What are you in preschool? I could not barely hear that." And so they like, I'm like, "Oh gosh, I guess it's my turn." And so then I like go like straight military mode, slap my hands on my thighs, and I'm like yelling, "I'm just like, hi, we made a I'm 16, I don't know what I'm doing." He's like, "Great." He's like, "But don't say you don't know what you're doing. You know exactly what you're." it's like yes sir <laughs> so that was fun and um so then now that we're all like you know quiet and everything and now we're lined up on the thing lined up on the line and it went from like kids to teenage to adults mm-hmm. and so we were the adults so we were last. And so they had all the kids go and like you're hearing the like kids screaming on stage about their little thing, you know. And I'm like, God, dang, you gotta be that loud? And I'm just like, okay. Because like we could hear from the other room and we're like four, we were like four hallways down. So it was crazy. I was like, God, Jesus. So, it was finally the adults turn and I was 220 and there was an asian actor and she was showing us how to like prepare ourselves and so she said all right this is going to sound crazy but i want you to hold your breath until you feel like you're about to pass out." i'm like okay so then i do it and like my eyes are starting to go up and down and like i can barely breathe she's like, all right that's good and i was like do you know what that was she was like do you know what that was for i was like no are you trying to kill me she was like of course not she said so what happens is if you um slow down your heart rate, mm-hmm. um, or you feel like you're about to die, your heart starts to pound, giving you energy. Mm. So she said, turn that fear into energy. And huh. that's how you learn how to control the crowd. So like, when you get, like she said, like when you get up there, you'll be scared, but you could turn it into energy from, oh, um, hi, I, you know, to, hey, what's up? Um, I'm Emmanuel <laughs> Vincent and I'll be doing this monologue today. Like, So it's like, you're really energetic and you're like actually still in the moment. Mm. So I go up there and it's literally like I had no control of my body. <laughs> so I knew that was God as well. Because like, there was like 200,000 people in that room just sitting there just staring at you. And I didn't see not a single eye, not a single finger or anything. There was just a bright light on me and I really couldn't see anybody. And once I did it, I was like, cool. And then that's <laughs> what I said, all right guys, my name's Emmanuel Benson and I did the monologue for y'all and then everybody started clapping and I just walk off. And so then later, as I'm getting off the stage, I'm like, I did that. <laughs> I really did that. <laughs> and so I go back and then after they sit down, we are all sitting down and um, he tells us, we all did a great job and everything and he says that when you get back to y'all states or whatever, wherever y'all came from, we're gonna email y'all and it'll show you how many agents you picked. If okay. you got no agents, then you didn't make it because mm-hmm. they felt like you could've done better. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay, another anxiety moment. Mm-hmm. So um, then after, there was a dance party and the dance party was fun Um, they played like all types of things like Peaches from Georgia some other hype (laughs) songs and stuff and then my dad was there so like they played like Billie Jean by Michael Jackson he's just like doing a Michael Jackson (laughs) dance with this kid and so like they're having a Michael Jackson dance off and I enjoyed it like it really felt like somewhere I belonged Yeah. you know so like I felt like that was my calling to be an actor Hmm. and childhood, um... How many siblings do you have? I have two siblings.
0: Okay. A brother Brother and a sister.
1: And and I'm the middle child.
0: Okay, who's oldest?
1: Oh, my brother. Okay. He is 21, I am 20, and my sister is 19. Alright. So it goes straight down the line. (laughs) So, during childhood, um, my family has always been, like, a really spiritual family, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to make sure that God was a part of our lives every time, every every day of our lives because they said that like as long as you have god in your life you know nothing can really go wrong so what happened with church um my dad he was a singer and he was also the pastor so Hmm. i was the pastor's child (laughs) and you know pastor's childs they're not the best they have a little they have a little yeah yeah. exactly (laughs) and so um he taught us how to sing and that goes into my Mississippi boys choir mm-hmm. where me my brother and my sister learned how to sing for the first time but we never been in church choir at all yeah. but he would sing and we'll just worship and really feel the presence of God and mm. it was special for kids cuz it's like a feeling that you've never felt it's like yeah. a relieving thing <laughs> in your spirit yeah. kind of feels like a uh, little party going off in your heart because you're like excited and you're very happy and you're like overjoyous yeah. and um, back then I didn't know that like God had a calling on my life you know because I was a kid you know <laughs> I'm just thinking hey I'm gonna be on the couch eating fruit snacks watching bubble guppies all day <laughs> uh, little did I know that the Lord had uh, different plans for me mm-hmm. and so I remember telling my pastor hey, you're gonna get a check in the mail. I had no idea what I was saying. I don't even know what money was at that point or what a check was. And he was just like, oh, oh, okay, all right. So later on, um, three days passed and he came on stage and he said, you, and then that's when my mom's like looking at me, she was like, I think he's talking to you. He was like, come up here. And I was just like,
0: why?
1: (laughs) Because we're doing like a service and he just, that's the first thing he says. He doesn't, you know, do his normal intro with the music and everything. He just tells me to come up stage. And then like he does this Lion King thing. He picks me up (laughs) and he says, this boy. He's like, no, this man. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm not a man, I'm a baby. And so he picks me up and he says, this boy told me that I will get a check in the mail. And he shows the check like, with his name on it mm-hmm. and that it came out of the mail. And then that time I was like, so like anything I speak can come to pass.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he tells me that Uh, he called he called me a prophet that day and Mm -hmm. that day I knew that um, I was gonna have a really special calling on my life Mm -hmm. and so then on me and my mom and dad we do like road ministry Mm -hmm. every every day and multiple churches will call us and tell us to be like the guest of honor at their church to Mm -hmm. preach and pray for people and so at a young age I learned how to pray in tongues Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't know what it was. And my mom, she felt like that we could do it. Um, I was four when I first did the check prophecy. Mm -hmm. And I think I was eight or nine or 10. But um, I told my mom, they were all praying in tongues. So what we'll do late at night, (sighs) we'll come in her room and we'll just turn on some soaking music and we'll just close our eyes. And every time I'll just begin to cry. I just began to cry because I felt like really convicted. I knew that I was doing something wrong and I knew that I needed to do something different to change my life mm-hmm. around. And so I would always just be convicted by the Holy Spirit and crying. And late at night, um, like the Lord was just in a big part of my life ever since I was a kid because mm-hmm. um, not only did I do that um, during school nights, um, I would go up front. My dad would just be like praying And I would just sit right next to him and we'll pray together. He'll be Mm -hmm. praying in tongues, I'll just be praying like normally. And so then I went back to that moment and my mom said, hey, I think y'all are ready to pray in tongues. And I was just like, okay, okay. So I said, what do I do? And she said, well, um, just ask the Lord to lead you. And so then I'm just praying normally and then magically I'm like a Mexican Bricada guy. So I'm like, (laughs) I guess these are tongues. And so like ever since uh, I've been praying in tongues and it's a more powerful weapon to use against the devil because Mm -hmm. they say that tongues the devil can't recognize. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't know what you're praying for. So he doesn't know how to come against it. Yeah. So that's always been like a special prayer weapon that I have is my tongue. Mm-hmm. And I've been prophesying over people for over eight years.
0: Wow! So it's it's never left you. It's always been with you.
1: Always been with you. Okay.
0: Yeah, because I know some people, it's happened like once or twice yes. in their life, and then it doesn't happen again. Right. But yeah,
1: that's. But funny. yeah, um, all you gotta do is just stay close to the Lord, and um, be sure to like follow His command and follow down the right path, and mm-hmm. um, everything's gonna go right. But um. I've done prayer classes. I've done like how to cast out devils, um, how to rebuke spirits mm. and bind them, and so like it was so. That's when the path of me from the Lord kind of like strayed because as a young age, like it was kind of overwhelming, mm-hmm. um, to do all that stuff at a young age because I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm
0: doing, you Right. Know?
1: everything so it kind of like pushed me away from the Lord a little bit and I kind of like went on my own path Mm. and then like bad stuff started happening to me Mm. and I remember I had a dream I had a dream that I was in a garden and there was a guy in a white cloak and it represented God Mm -hmm. and he had this beautiful aura around him and he told me I miss spending time with you Mm. and as I'm sleeping I'm crying yeah so I knew that I needed to get back into praying to him and spending time with him mm. and so I would pray every night and that's when the prayer word thing came in yeah I knew that it was a mission not a request it was a mission to pray mm. every time he wakes me up because um, sometimes I'll have dreams of things or possibilities that will happen and sometimes they will. Hmm. And so one of them, I had a dream that my dad got in a wreck. Hmm. Like he smashed into a tree and died. Oh,
0: wow. So
1: I'm thinking it's real, cause it felt real. And so then I just immediately start going into prayer. And then my dad calls me at like six o'clock that morning. and He says, hey buddy, is your mom awake? And I was like, no, she's asleep, what's up? He said, well, I almost got in a wreck with the eighteen wheel, and I was like, "Wow, I saved his life." Hmm. But not me; it was the Lord that saved right. his life because I was willing to do what He needed me to do. Yeah. So, I've always known that if you follow the Lord's commands, that things will go right. Yeah,
0: that's good. Hmm. Is that your words of wisdom as well?
1: Yes, my words of wisdom is: um, if the Lord is asking you to do something don't destroy like do what he do what he asks because he knows what's right for you and he knows like the best path to lead you on
0: I love it and you're still you're still pursuing acting yes, and yeah just following calling and obeying God That's, that's right It's really awesome Yeah Thank you so much for sharing your story. No problem. Thank really you. It. It, was, it
1: was awesome to be on your little podcast. Yeah,
0: thank you. <laughs> You'll be the one that makes it famous, right? Right, right. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God,
1: Emmanuel Vincent did a podcast with Eric? That's what? awesome. <laughs> hey, I'll still do it. I'll still do it. Like, become a famous actor, and we can come in here and yes. do it again. Yes. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, thank you. Okay. I That is all the time that we have today, you guys. But I hope you'll tune in next week for next week's episode. <laughs> Bye.